Hello everybody and welcome back to the Local Feed Show. My name is Azura and our guest is Theresa Goh. If you were to Google her, you'll find her on Wikipedia and from there you'll learn about her life and her sporting career. So, we took this opportunity to dig deeper, much deeper than what you'll find on Google Hopefully. So, on this episode, we talk about why taking a break can help you see the bigger picture when you've achieved success in your sport. Does it really mean you've achieved happiness? What does it mean to her using her voice to champion for the causes she believes in and the importance of being more than just an athlete? Before we get to it, if you want to support us, there are a few ways you can do so. Share an episode with your friends, subscribe to our Spotify, iTunes and YouTube. And for those who's been tuning in to our podcast, thank you very much. We truly appreciate it. So, without further ado, remember, be bold and stay inspired. Here is Theresa Gold. with us um, okay um, partly the reason why we wanted you to be part of the journey is um, because we know we know um, who you are if you could just share with us a bit about who you are mm-hmm. and, and what do you do okay uh, I am Teresa mm-hmm. I am 31 this year mm-hmm. and I am a national Paralympian so okay. I've been swimming competitively for 19 years okay uh, so I started competitively when I was like 12 years old okay. um, and I have spinal bifida mm-hmm. uh, my condition is called spinal bifida which very simply means that when I was born the spinal cord didn't fuse properly okay. yeah and then it affected the lower limbs and okay. so basically all I use in the water is my upper body mm-hmm. yeah okay um have you ever okay I know I know you've been asked a lot of times like why swimming mm. or have you ever wanted to try other things besides swimming mm, yeah um, so when I was starting out as a child with disability right mm. I think one of the most important things is to find an activity that I can do and enjoy so that I can lead a more like a healthier lifestyle la. so I did try everything I tried a lot of things la. <laughs> I tried like um, wheelchair racing wheelchair tennis wheelchair basketball Sailing, swimming, uh, horseback riding, shooting, archery, like really everything I can try, try. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I think when it came down to swimming, I just found like the most natural affinity with it okay. because I felt like in the water, mm-hmm. I feel like I can go wherever I want to go, mm-hmm. you know. And it's very unlike on land where I feel like I'm always kind of, uh, I can be blocked just mm-hmm. by a simple, a simple step. Okay. And in the water, it's like I have no, I have nowhere that I cannot go. You know, okay. I'm truly free in the water, okay. and I really enjoy that feeling, lah. Okay. <laughs> it's like a free, like f- freedom, right? In yeah. that sense, yeah. right? That you can. Okay. It's it's the most it's the most amount of freedom that I feel like I can get is in the water. Okay. Yeah. Um, have you always been into active? Lifestyle. Active lifestyle. Yeah, because I don't know when you when you were younger, right? As in, yeah. have you always wanted to do sports or or what was your main motivation to pick up like things that you tried before that? My parents asked me to try. <laughs> <laughs> so usually they ask you uh, to just give it a go. I mean, at, at age, I kind of just went with what they wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I only kind of truly became more consciously interested in swimming. Mm-hmm. Maybe much later on. Uh, like I didn't really think about my love for swimming or I didn't think I like I just kind of just went with the flow you okay. know and and only realized how much I enjoyed swimming mm-hmm. after maybe truthfully only after when I I think 2008 okay um, because that was like I had to take a break from swimming because I, I, I experienced my first 
failure in a sense and okay. I had to take a step away from swimming and that's when I realized I I liked it. Okay. So <laughs> or I loved it. Was this was this the 9 months break or you stopped for yeah, a while? Yeah, this is right? the 9 months. That's the 9. Did your research. <laughs> I I had mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we always try it. Yeah, we always do. Yeah, I know. That okay. was the 9 month break. Um it was after Beijing the uh, Paralympics okay. and when I got my fourth placing lah. Mm-hmm. Um and uh I I I think the 9 months away really gave me the like gave me a sense of how much I really enjoyed swimming mm-hmm. and when I went when I when I was away I needed that space but it also gave me a chance to miss it miss swimming again so okay. after that I I I went back to swimming with a lot more desire a lot more conscious training a lot consciously in training you know okay yeah how, so I mean, yeah I mean but like I I did I didn't grow up with a very like active mindset. Okay, so yeah. you just kind of like you kind of fell fell in love with it along the way. Yeah, yeah. Right? So okay. I mean yeah, I guess that's one way to put it. I okay. went into it because I kind of had to. Okay. I mean I, I didn't like hate it, mm. but I went along with it. Okay. But only grew to love it after after I had to leave it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I think that's I mean I don't know from from what you mentioned is sometimes it's good to take a step back from what you've been doing mm. so so many you know so mm-hmm, many times mm-hmm. to really just to see the bigger picture. Yeah. So did it happen to you? You actually looked at it at a slightly bigger picture. Yes. Uh I think we can get a little bit jaded sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, if we are in this a certain environment for very long periods yeah. of time when we think it's just something that's part of our lives that mm. we don't consciously think about that often i think that was probably the case for me um and then when i took a step away mm-hmm. and realized that there were certain things that were more important or i realized were more important than um in the beginning when i thought i i had only time to think about swimming yeah. everything was about swimming yeah. you know uh i had no time to think about friends or i didn't put the priority of my own happiness first mm-hmm. and then i think that really mm, that wasn't good for me lah okay. because i wasn't happy yeah. so i think when i finally took a step back and i was able to kind of visualize everything yeah. in a bigger picture yeah. you know like you said then it was easier to kind of see what was more important mm-hmm. it was that i was able to see the things that i was doing because i wanted to do it not because people wanted me to do it not because my friends or my family wanted me to do it it's because i wanted to do it and then i think that was the one that really changed my whole mindset about um choosing certain things that i wanted to do uh for me okay. yeah well i mean since you mentioned that right what is the example i mean it's very important to get balanced life right i know like for example as a an athlete like yourself right you drive to perfection in that sense but you also mentioned that you get lost at it mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. that that perspective sometimes get lost because mm-hmm. you're so sucked into it mm-hmm. so what's your what can you advise or what can you say that's a balance because right now you say you you've picked that the things that are important to mm-hmm. you right now it's not it might or might not only be swimming yeah, right yeah. so what i mean what um i think okay especially in singapore right mm-hmm. it's so reward so result results oriented yeah. you know everything's about whether you do well um they give you um benefits if you do well you know they give you things that will help you in the future only if you do well then like it's kind of a chicken and egg thing right you cannot do well unless you are supported but then you won't get supported unless <laughs> you get results so it's a it's a it's a terrible terrible circle yeah, yeah. <laughs> but sure. um that singapore mm-hmm. and i think it, a lot of times in the sporting like for for athletes especially mm-hmm. when they have they are full-time athletes or they are is something that they are they have prioritized mm-hmm. it's very easy to get lost in this circle because then they like you know they really prioritize everything around their sport mm-hmm. because they think that's the way to achieve happiness is to achieve success in their sport but then you have to understand that your whole world is not just your sport mm-hmm. which was something i might be simple to say but it's something i had to learn <laughs> like yeah um and i think it was important for me to understand that i had to be happy to do well mm-hmm. you know i mean that was for me personally lah um i felt like i only did well or best when i was relaxed and happy okay yeah which i didn't get until i until after 2008 lah after that yeah. break so okay 
I mean for for people who need to it's it's, all, it's really just a personalized thing like I think some people do better under um when they are focused on one thing mm-hmm. some people do better when they have many things to balance it out mm-hmm. and not just like uh thinking about one thing you know do, do I make sense Yeah yes of course yeah. it makes sense <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's again like you say it's very um it depends on the athlete or it depends on the person Yeah I mean itself. you have to go and kind of find out your for yourself lah you know Um, it's all about kind of uh, self discovery in yep. a sense, um, and I think for me, it it I was just lucky I was able to understand mm-hmm. what helped me okay. get success. Yeah. Okay. Question: During that break, right? What do you do? Is it oh, the, uh, the, the nine months break that that kind of like made you <laughs> a different a different whole new person? Uh, I went. Uh, oh, nine months! I did that. Nine months, I tried a different sport. Okay. So I thought that maybe a change in sporting environment will help me, because mm-hmm. I didn't at that point I didn't know if I wanted to continue swimming yeah. or go and try something else and maybe compete in that also. Okay. Um. So I tried powerlifting. Okay. And I I did that for like nine months. Okay. I competed in one competition. Um. And I knew that if I put my heart into it mm-hmm. and I really focus on powerlifting, mm-hmm. I would be able to do well. Okay. Um, I've had a natural affinity with most sports. I think mm-hmm. is is I can pick it up easily, mm-hmm. but then mastering it is a different, okay. uh, different ball game altogether. Okay, understand. Yeah, okay. so like I can do well at first, and then I knew that if I put more into it, I'll be able to achieve some form of success. Mm-hmm. But then I also knew that if uh, it is a point where I had to choose, because if I went to powerlifting, mm-hmm. I was gonna have a hard time coming back to swimming if okay. I wanted to come back, and this was something that I still had not let go of yet. Okay. So I had to decide whether to choose one or the other, lah. Okay. Yeah, in the end, I chose swimming, lah, because okay. obviously I chose swimming, right? <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> because uh, I think I I felt like there was unfinished business. Mm-hmm. I felt like it's just a in, it's just an internal feeling that I needed to come back. Okay. Okay. It was not like anybody telling me. Not no nobody really told me. Uh, you will regret it, or you know, it's all very internal okay. and something that you have you have to listen to yourself and figure out what you want. You know. So no one really pressured you. No, no. Me, so you just made that own yeah. decision on your own. I think that's the one that will last or will help the most because when you know it's something you want to do, mm. I think it's easier to go for for yeah. and do it. I think when you have choices and you have people telling you this is the right decision, mm-hmm. but you want to go in the left, you know, mm. then. Then you're never gonna full wholeheartedly go into that direction yeah, because true. you did never wanted to go in the right direction anyway. Yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah. Okay. You mentioned support. Yes. Um, how important is that? I know, I know support from family because I, I I believe your your family is very supportive mm-hmm. because I mean they let you they want you to do the things that you want to do right mm-hmm. in that sense right. How about the other the the outside support like as in sports as a, yeah sports all. sports. Um. I think I've been very lucky because I think I've received um, support from various parts of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sports associations, my my own like Singapore Disability Sports Council, mm-hmm. um, friends, like external factors around me have been very supportive. Okay. Um, and I don't yeah I don't really have much to complain about lah because okay. I think as a whole in Singapore I think we are. Pretty well supported. Okay. Uh, besides that whole like circle of like, uh, <laughs> um, only do well, and then when you you only get supported if you do well. That kind of like some people fall through the cracks, mm-hmm. but as a whole, I think the Singapore system is quite privileged because okay. we do get support in most of our areas. You know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When did you become a full time athlete? Mm. Yeah. Um. So I, I started in '99, right? But I only. Uh, the spec scholarship was implemented in 2013, mm-hmm. and then I applied the first time, but I got rejected because, uh, rightfully so, because I think my results weren't uh, up to standard, lah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I wouldn't want them to just anyhow like accept people just because, right? Okay. Um. So I, I, I mean, the rejection still sucked, but I knew that I had to become better for them to accept me my application. Mm-hmm. So that that year after, I I started working harder. I had Better goals in mind to want to apply lah. Mm-hmm. So I I did better, and then the next um, competition that that needed that result, mm-hmm. uh, I did well enough, and then I applied again. So I finally got accepted in 2014, um, and I've been a spec scholarship lah. Uh, I'm a spec scholar since then. Yeah. Okay. 
mindset of the kind of person or athlete that the athlete wants to be. Mm-hmm. And I think we we could do better than that for sure. Yeah. I mean, in the sense that it is it's more like a superficial. I yeah. mean, you know, like a superficial. Yeah, it's it's very basic. Yeah. It's very like on the surface. Yeah. Okay. And I would rather support honestly an athlete who is kind and maybe fourth place okay. <laughs> than an athlete who got gold and is a asshole. Okay. <laughs> honestly. Yeah, I mean that's true. Right. right. That's true. Like, that's true. But most that's people fair. don't really care about yeah. that. You know, yeah. they see this person is a multiple gold medalist mm. and. Everything and and they don't really care about the kind of person they mm. are. And I think I in this day and age, I would rather support a person who is human and mm. kind than someone who's not. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's that's personal belief. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> don't want to push my personal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's yeah. it's true. I mean, it, yeah. it really is true. It's like like you say, this day and age, people usually support the brand. Like I mean, person is considered a brand in that sense, yeah, right? Yeah. It's who for who they are, what they stand for, yeah. rather than just. Some superficial thing. Do they? Yeah, in the in the day in the, in day, the day, day, day and age. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. Like I think yeah. that there's a good shift in mindset. Yeah. Okay. You mentioned that your. I mean, this is kind of. It will. Is this a beginning, middle, a career, three quarter? What is going to be like for you the next two or three years? Mm. What do you see yourself doing? So, okay. So career wise, mm-hmm. I mean, whether it's it's competitive swimming or whether it's just. Career in general, mm-hmm. like I'm, I think my swimming career might be. I mean, I go through like ups and downs. Mm-hmm. I have, I really have no idea. Okay. <laughs> sometimes I feel like it's the end. Sometimes I feel like it's the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's and I think it's because it's very much based on a very internal feeling for me whether I want to continue or not. Okay. That sometimes I just go through periods of like. Um, no lie, I'm done Or like, ah, I'm not done yet You know yeah, okay. So it's very confusing Even to me It's like a midlife <laughs> crisis yes. like, like, like. Oh my gosh, yes <laughs> Like it's troublesome <laughs> Very frustrating okay. But like it's, 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 it's something that I'm going through la. So I feel like I'm still unsure Whether it's the end Or the middle mm. It's definitely not the beginning okay. <laughs> um, But like career-wise Whether it's not just swimming mm. I think I definitely think It's more on the beginning side You know I, I want to move on To something else I want to do something that is also fulfilling and something that I want to um, do more lah. I don't want to just just be swimming. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any idea roughly mm. or or what have you considered or even considered thought la. about that you wanted to do? Uh, I mean, recently I've become more involved in activist work okay. or activist type okay. stuff. Uh, I've I'm 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 traveling to overseas to. Be a representative of uh, an LGBT athlete, okay. in especially in Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, in Singapore, I'm also speaking to a lot of different companies mm-hmm. about being not just an uh, out athlete, mm-hmm. but also being a para athlete who's out, because mm-hmm. that is even more. It's even harder to find, okay. you know. Yeah, so I true. think just because I know it's such a hard representative mm-hmm. to. Encompass mm-hmm. and so hard to find. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want it to be just an empty space. Okay. I want to feel that void, and I want to be able to be that person that I probably wanted to see when I was young. Cause, I mean, just as a young kind of uh, child with disability, you look in the media, you don't see anybody on wheelchair, mm, okay. <laughs> um, TV, you know, newspaper, not really. Mm-hmm. And even if you do, it's a stereotype okay. or a. Uh, villain, <laughs> you know, and and like you don't want to grow up thinking, oh, all I'm ever gonna be is a villain, <laughs> or okay. you know, or a stereotype. So I think because of that, I I definitely don't want to continue that vicious cycle, lah. Okay. So just being able to be that in for for hopefully other people is something that I want to do. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean. I I looking in that space lah. Okay. Um, trying to do more, speak out more, and talk about uh, my experiences a lot more, and and normalize things. You know, I think when people nowadays you see more and more people on wheelchair out in the streets, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot easier for people to kind of normalize people with disabilities. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see it more, you understand it's not just a myth. Mm-hmm. It's not just uh, maybe they exist, but they don't really exist. Okay. <laughs> You know, it's it's okay. easier to kind of put a uh, uh, human to these things. Yeah. Okay. What struggles? I want to touch base about a uh, touch a bit about that, right? Okay. Because you mentioned like a myth or not if they do exist or not. Yeah. Exist, but what what struggles do you have? I mean, are there you know? Because I know, um, I had a space like two 
four years ago. At the, there's this um, this guy. I can't remember his name, but he 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 went to FMBs and tried to make the space like accessible for okay. like um. Russian? Yeah, oh, Russian. Really? Yeah. Is it a uh, Filipino guy? No, no, he's a okay. Never mind. We'll, 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 okay. Yeah, but okay. How okay? Yeah, you just share about on the struggles. Yeah, is it on the struggles? It's yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, it's on. <laughs> <laughs> it's on. <laughs> Sorry, I keep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the struggle, but I got, I got this right. You struggle, yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. I mean, personally, as uh, okay. Mm, struggles are. Uh. Okay, I think growing up as a person on a wheelchair, mm-hmm. I am quite mobile. Like I can move around on my own. Mm-hmm. I can travel around pretty independently on my own, okay. uh, and I'm I'm lucky to be able to do that, lah. Mm-hmm. I'm lucky my parents brought me up pretty independently. I usually don't need any help whenever I go out um, or do anything uh, daily life stuff. Um, but I think in Singapore, there are certain places that you just need a little bit more assistance, mm-hmm. you know. I won't say I have had struggles compared to a lot of my friends who have a little bit more severe disabilities. Um, like, Singapore is not bad mm-hmm. as a, as when it comes to accessibility, but it still could use a lot more help uh, in, like, small areas. Okay. So, um, I mean, small things like... Uh, if the lift button is too high, mm-hmm. sometimes my my friends can't reach it, yeah. you know, because they cannot lift their arms. Um, if the door is very heavy and it's not auto door, then mm-hmm. they need someone to open for them. Okay. For me, like I can open doors on my own. I can reach higher, you know. Um, if it's a one small step, I can go on my own. But if it's two, then it becomes trouble, okay. you know. And I think sometimes you just don't really consciously realize just how something so small like that can affect someone's day day and life you know and i think all i i feel like all we want to be is being be able to be our own people and independent mm-hmm. and not have to rely on people so much you know um or at least that's for me la. i want to be able to go out and do my own things without having to worry about whether i need to talk to people or whether i need to ask for help or whether I'm going to get stopped uh, halfway because the lift isn't working you know I do, I, I, I mean it's just simple as being able to go ar- on my daily life without having to depend on people okay. it's an independence thing maybe it's an ego thing but <laughs> like it's because I've grown up ha- having a pretty independent life that I think if it was taken away I would be quite bothered okay. and it's not it's, it's something that I I think it's it's a privilege to say because there are so many people who depend on or need help in their daily life that will find it so much harder to get a sense of independence you know as what I what I experienced mm-hmm. la. yeah okay so I mean but throughout the years you've seen improvements yeah I mean throughout the years like past 10 years la, mm-hmm. um, definitely a lot better um, Buses are all accessible. Mm. Trains, yeah. I can I can go really in Singapore. Pretty much ninety percent, eighty percent, ninety percent. I can go on wherever I want. Uh, it's only like the older buildings or when uh, sometimes the toilets they 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 are accessible, but then they are locked because mm. like um, it's spoiled or then they don't they don't fix it for months. You okay. know, like I mean small things like that lah. Like toilets are so much more important than people realize. <laughs> <laughs> like. Sometimes okay. I just want to pee, right? But it's so hard to pee <laughs> because okay. there's just no accessible toilet, or the toilets are like wet and dirty, and or or it's just too small, okay. you know. Like I mean, sometimes we just need to consider or put ourselves in other people's shoes, mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, I've never. I mean, we've. I I guess. Yeah. yeah I mean, like like something I want to do for certain. I mean, in the future, lah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about. My friends and I were thinking about this, this kind of a workshop thing where we uh, get people, corporates to do to to kind of sit on a wheelchair for um, a day or okay. an hour, you know, just to kind of experience it, just a taste of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then maybe it'll be easier to kind of visualize mm-hmm. and be able to put yourself in other people's chairs <laughs> I mean uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. like I think it would be a different experience and you'll be forced to kind of think about things a bit more yeah 
True. I mean, because I've, I mean, on, I mean, on a different because you mentioned wheelchair because I've been on wheelchair a few times because of injury. Mm. So I know how hard it is to get from places, and then you can, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, f- for some people, if they are, they have a cast, mm. and then they are on a wheelchair mm. for like a um, temporary period, mm. then if they encounter a step, they can kind of still stand up and mm. get past the step. Mm. But what about those who are unable to even stand up mm. or move? You know. Um, I think sometimes we forget about those people, lah. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's a cool idea. Maybe you should try. I will consider. You try to consider. I need to go and propose a campaign for that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll support K- you. Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah, Kickstarter. Right, yeah, I know, man. I will. I'll think about it. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm gonna touch one last bit about your um sports, and then we're gonna go into the things that you champion, like okay. the LGBT and mm. stuff. Okay. Last one. The one that Simi, you. Yeah. <laughs> the. Uh, uh, Rio 2016 Yes How was that for you? Mm, we forgot about that no. I forgot about that <laughs> I, I, I didn't forget about that I forgot about that <laughs> um, I don't know man Rio was Life changing And mm-hmm. uh, Very A bit like contri- A bit um, Like kind of Challenges my own beliefs mm-hmm. Because Before Rio uh, Before I went For events In mm-hmm. Rio Like the whole Journey towards Rio yeah. I was thinking You know what I was in a much better mental state, emotional state. Mm-hmm. Uh, physically, I was ready, um, but I told myself, you know what, it's it's gonna be similar to Beijing. If and and you have to be prepared for failure. Mm-hmm. So you kind of train for success, but you prepare for failure because I think that's something that a lot of people don't prepare for. And then when they do encounter failure, which we always, almost always do, mm-hmm. then they fall really hard because they don't prepare. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that we need to talk about more. Failure. It's not something to be ashamed of, lah. You know. Um, so before it started, I was like, you know what? Anything happens, no matter what happens, I'm gonna be okay. Um, no medal is fine. I'll be, I'll be fine. Okay. But then, like, I feel like I can only say that because I did get my medal. You know, and and I always say that you shouldn't base someone's value on their medal, which I still strongly believe in. Mm. Um, but then I also don't know whether people are agreeing with that because I have gotten my medal. Mm. You know, it's a very hard thing to kind of uh, kind of process sometimes, because <laughs> you're like people who never get medals are. I mean, athletes who don't get their medals sometimes it's just by a hair, and it doesn't mean they're any less of an athlete that they are. They're still amazing, but people don't pay attention because they just didn't clinch that. Mm. They, just that day, they were not the be- mm. the top three. You know. And then they should still be seen as the entire value, lah. But, but then I'll be like, I don't only listening because I did get my medal. You know? <laughs> so it's very okay. hard sometimes to kind of uh, understand, lah. But okay. yeah. Okay. Was it what was it one of your biggest moments? It was. It was yeah, the, the biggest moment. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was the, the biggest. The biggest. It was because I feel okay. I feel like I felt everything led to that moment. Okay. Um. Even everything that happened in Beijing, the 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 down. Parts the down moments led to that success mm-hmm. for me lah, because uh it was really very similar to Beijing, cause um I still trained like I was training full time for Beijing, I was training full time for Rio. Mm-hmm. My parents went to Beijing, my parents went to Rio. Um, we had a really amazing team, you know. The only difference that I felt for the two was that I was ready for Rio, mm-hmm. mentally and emotionally. Um, I think for Beijing I was physically ready. But I I wasn't mentally strong enough, and I also wasn't prepared for failure. Okay. So I was so ha- caught up in the I must get something mm-hmm. that I wasn't prepared for. What if I didn't? Okay. So when I didn't get something, I just I couldn't take it, and I was devastated. I was torn. I was broken. I was I was not ready. You know, I I think I should have I should have I I, I won't say I should have because I don't believe in re- regrets also. Mm-hmm. I believe it all led to being able to learn all these lessons so that I can transfer it to Rio, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Cause when I woke up for beating for my race, I was so uh, stressed out. I was okay. so I wasn't hungry. I couldn't talk to my coach. I couldn't joke to my coach, okay. <laughs> and he could tell that there was something up with me, lah. So he kept trying to uh, kind of bring me out of the my whole headspace and try and. Get me talking, but it just wasn't working because I was just so stressed out. And then when it came to Rio, uh, I woke up. I was hungry. I was happy. I was relaxed. Like it was a huge difference. Okay. 
And I think when I finally got to the block and I swam, it made a whole lot of difference because it was the fastest I've ever swam in my entire career. Okay. Yeah. So like that that also was like a seriously like I tr- I swim so much better when I'm happy and relaxed. Okay. <laughs> Compared to like Beijing where I'm just so tense and so like I, c- I can't, you know, like okay. yeah. So like it okay. just teaches me a lot of things, lah. So that was really that was okay. So that yeah. that moment, because you mentioned you took a break, mm-hmm. and then you knew you know now that you need to be happy and yeah relaxed. Yeah, relaxed to do mm-hmm. to do your thing. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess and yeah. yep, you're saying. No, I mean, I mean, it really depends on people, lah. Some people mm-hmm. do better when they're relaxed. Some people need to have that. They need to find their own level yeah. of nervousness that helps them because I think some people do better when they are like super. Chill. Mm-hmm. Some people do better when they're like moderately chill. Mm-hmm. Some people like, rah, rah, rah. Some people like ah, and then they do very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. like, it's all about really knowing yourself, lah. Yeah, you know. True. So for me, I kind of have my own balance of wh- which is good for me. Yeah, which okay. have learned only over the many many years. Yeah. yeah. But it's a process. It is as a process. process. Yeah. Besides being a Paralympian, right? Um, you believe in using your voice. To champion the causes that you believe mm-hmm. in, that just now you mentioned the LGBTQ mm-hmm. right? rights. Yeah, yeah, rights, right. So, w- why do you think it's important for you to, mm, to do okay, that? So it also kind of boils down to what I said earlier about how I feel like it's important, more important for you to be a kind human being than a societally, so- socially, societally. Forget it. Wait. Okay, socially. <laughs> okay. Uh, a, like. It's, it's better for you to be a kind human being than to be uh, what society deems as a successful person. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like in this day and age that so much is happening that I feel like if you do have a voice and you don't use it for something, I feel like it's a waste. Um, but I also don't feel like anyone's obligated mm-hmm. to speak up for something that they don't want to. Mm-hmm. You know, I only believe in speaking up for something that you feel is important and something that you feel you want to speak out on. So, I think especially after Rio, when I think there was a lot more media attention mm-hmm. on us, mm-hmm. uh, on me, um, and me just being generally uncomfortable with the spotlight. Um, I felt like it. I needed to do something to um, bring that spotlight more meaning. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to talk about things that I felt like deserved more attention than just talking about my swimming because yeah, okay. I don't think it's worth like uh, that much attention lah. Okay. Um, so I, I felt like this is the right time to speak up and speak out and also because like my family situation is so good mm-hmm. like I'm I'm just supported in every way mm-hmm. that I can possibly think of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm not in a country where I, I feel like it's dangerous to be who I am mm-hmm. compared to places like Russia mm-hmm. or Indonesia maybe. You know, places where people can get killed la, mm-hmm. just for being who they are or like most recently Tanzania. Um, so just that all that added up together it made me feel like I could not be silent. Mm-hmm. So I started talking about it more. Lah, you know, mm-hmm. just any space that I feel like I can speak up or, or, or can be heard, then I want to do it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and at first I was a bit afraid because I just don't know. It's something that I had never done before. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know how much I could go, how much I could talk about. And I think as you push and push and you realise you can do more and more, then you want to do more and more, you know, and, and considering you know that uh, hopefully it will make a change to the future of not just your own rights, but like many, many other people's rights, mm-hmm. that you just want to try to do something okay. rather than not doing anything at all, okay. you know. I, I don't want to, the main point is that at the end of my life, I don't want to feel like I regret okay. anything, la. I don't want to feel like I should have done this, I should have done that. So I'm doing all this just because I feel like I don't want to waste my life, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, I mean Singapore being a very okay, like you said, like you sorry, like you said <laughs> that um, how do I say this? Uh, that um, we are relatively lucky that you know we're not being shot or killed for being who we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, if 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 our government doesn't allow it and stuff like <laughs> that, but but Singapore is still conservative yes. in that sense, right? Yes. So I mean, you being the face of uh, your Paralympian Singapore mm. athlete, right? Have you ever felt that pressure, or have you ever had got like? 
you know haters saying like what what we thinking or what the <laughs> what heck you doing? <laughs> what are you saying yeah why are you saying these things you shut know? up <laughs> yeah. um i haven't gotten any negative feedback okay. directly okay. Um, which I am actually very surprised okay. you know after I, I did my straight science article coming out I was expecting some hate I was expecting mails messages mm. you know uh, but I didn't get any and I think maybe, maybe a lot of the negative feedback was kind of channeled into one Facebook group okay, <laughs> okay. you know <laughs> okay <laughs> that they all just needed to like talk about it in their own Facebook okay. channel whatever but it never came to me, mm-hmm. which I am a bit surprised, you know. So I was like ready la, to kind of, uh, um, I was ready with my walls up, kind of. Uh, I was ready for anything that people would throw at me okay. or say to me, you know, for at least a month maybe. Mm-hmm. But nothing came. If in, instead of like the, what I was expecting, there was actually a lot more supportive messages. Mm-hmm. There were people messaging telling me that, um, thank you for doing this because uh, you are making me feel a lot braver to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, or like parents who tell me that uh, it's a very courageous thing that I did, you know, by doing that article. It just made me like pleasantly surprised okay. and made me feel like it's, it's something that is definitely worth doing m- continuously and, and for the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. I mean, yeah. that's... I mean, I mean yeah, I mean, <coughs> I, I'm, I'm not saying that I don't expect any in the future because mm-hmm. I'm... I, I guess in some way just by standing up for what you believe in you have to always be prepared for somebody yes. speaking out against you la. Sure. Mm, so I am ready eventually but I think in the end I, I believe that the people who will show love to me will be more than people who will show me hate la. Okay. so I, I, while I'm ready I'm also ready to for people to support me yeah. okay. okay besides the L- LGBTQ mm-hmm. right I, I'm not sure, were you part of like uh, women equal equality? Do you believe in that? Of course. <laughs> what? Women don't need love. <laughs> Please. No, okay. I mean, we want to hear your, yours, I mean, your, your yeah. views on okay. it. Okay, so, I mean, every everything that we believe in is all shaped by um, info we take in, mm-hmm. people we meet, mm-hmm. books we read, like any information we take in from social media or whatever is going to shape the way we think. Yeah. And which is also why I feel like I I control a bit of what I view. Mm-hmm. Um, I try not to view those um, um, very stereotypically like how how a, how beauty should look, mm-hmm. how uh, how a I don't know how a doctor should look. Mm-hmm. You know that kind of thing where people are always very um, one dimensional, mm-hmm. um, or if it's always um, majority. Uh, white faces mm-hmm. or majority Chinese faces mm-hmm. like that, that is going to be something that will shape your worldview also mm-hmm. so you try and kind of shape your own worldview mm-hmm. you kind of view more um, diverse types of people um, backgrounds uh, things like that mm-hmm. that will lead me to wanting to shape the life that I want or the world that I want to live in mm-hmm. la, you know <laughs> so I definitely believe <laughs> in, in equal rights for women okay. Um, I also speak out about disability rights mm-hmm. because not just for me personally but people who may not be as uh, lucky as me um, they deserve a lot more opportunities um, I, I think in general just being able to speak out for injustice whenever you see it mm-hmm. I try to it's very hard because that's the first step you know yeah. when you see something that or you hear something that your friend says and you don't agree with sometimes it can be very hard to say something mm-hmm. you know um, but it's the small things that matter yeah yeah. so yeah I, I definitely kind of identify myself as a queer intersectional feminist you know okay. yeah for sure I, I believe in equal rights for everybody and if you are someone who has uh, more power I think you should speak up mm-hmm. but also not take over the spaces mm-hmm. that 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 minority groups can speak up from them for themselves, yeah. like for example, uh, like um, white men speaking about the injustice of a <laughs> black yeah. disabled woman, like yeah. she can speak up for herself. Yeah, that's right. You know, in in a way, mm-hmm. uh, that's what I feel. You know, um, they have good intentions for sure, mm-hmm. but sometimes that's just not enough, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, you mentioned about feminists. Yes. Okay. Do you think guys are feminists too? Or what is your definition of feminist? 
feminism, uh, feminist. Wow, that's it. Sex. Feminism. I think it's it's science. I don't know whether different places have different definitions of mm. feminism. Um, for me, very simply, feminism just is like uh, when you believe in equal rights for everybody la mm. i think human rights is just that you mm. know feminism well i i <coughs> it's, it's i think it's very different when you just kind of say feminist when you compared to when you just when you specify maybe intersectional feminists mm. you know because i i know there are some people who identify themselves as feminists but they don't believe in rights for trans women or uh women of color mm. like they their their feminism has a limit mm-hmm. which then that's their own definition of feminist you mm-hmm. know but but by right lah i think it should encompass everybody yeah yeah okay but that's your that's your my definition yeah. is equal rights for everybody lah okay. <laughs> yeah okay. Sh- i mean by right it shouldn't even be just for women or just for yeah, men it should be everybody everyone. like yeah. i mean there there is a different power dynamic because yeah. of the way different people are viewed yeah. you know and there's there's different levels lah yeah. but like when you're all being able to kind of be given opportunities or yeah. uh so as uh, if this is a privileged person mm-hmm. who who doesn't have to worry about anything and then you have this person mm-hmm. like by giving this person more opportunity to be able to get to the same level mm-hmm. i think that's when you see when you know that uh there's equal rights lah mm-hmm. not not when you are given the same thing mm-hmm. cuz this person doesn't need the same mm-hmm. thing okay. they have enough but this person needs so much more mm-hmm. then you have to provide you know mm-hmm. to be able to let them be on the same platform mm-hmm. yeah something like that lah okay. i'm still learning also but okay. I, i'm trying to like kind of process along the way and get to hopefully the place that i feel like most accurately is the place i want to be lah okay. yeah Yeah. So it's a continuously learning journey. Yeah. I mean it's very nice. I mean you I mean from the conversations that we had, I mean we have, it's like you're always in a step to always be a better version of yourself. That is the whole deal like yeah. to be better than yourself yesterday lah. Mm-hmm. I mean I'm sure I made mistakes. I'm I I probably have I've gone through many phases of like even thinking I don't want to be called disabled because uh I thought that was the right thing. Mm-hmm. Don't call me disabled. Mm-hmm. But then after that realizing why? Because di- because people view disability as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So I shouldn't say I don't want to be disabled, right? You know, because there's nothing wrong with being disabled. Mm-hmm. Then you change again your mindset and like I want to be called a person with disability or a disabled person because that is taking back the power in a sense, you know? Like so you kind of like really shape continuously shape yourself until you find you are the best version of yourself. Okay. That you want to be lah, not anybody wants you to be. Because you yourself know whether you're comfortable with something that you say, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm. I, I like if I say something, I know this is not quite right. You know, I will find the better version of what I want to mean. Mm. You know. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We're gonna do something fun. Oh well, yeah. Some, uh, well, well, <laughs> hang on, ready. So some some people think it's it's stressful, but I think it's fun. <laughs> some people think it's stressful. Yeah. Digits. Oh dear. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but it's fun. Okay. Okay. So you say it's fun lah. <laughs> different different perspective. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Um. What's something most people don't know about you that you're really proud of? Wow. Yeah. It's a bit stressful. <laughs> um. 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 That I'm very proud. Of. Okay, yes. I don't. I don't know if many people know this, but I give very good hugs. Okay, and I'm very proud of it because okay. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's something that I have gotten good feedback on, and okay. I think I I like that I'm able to make people people feel better with my hugs. Yeah, I know hugs yeah. are important. Yeah. Hugs are very. Imp- I mean, it's true. <laughs> I'll show you later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great. Okay. Uh, she's not a hugger, but okay. I'll. I'll no, no, consent, consent. Okay, only consent. if you want, then I will. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Okay lah. I mean, for me, okay lah. It's okay. Yeah. It just has to happen naturally. <laughs> la. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh. Sorry. Okay. Um. Three truths. I mean, three lessons that you want to share. Uh, mm-hmm. in, today was the, were your last day on earth. Something wow. that you want to leave. Your I know what people say. It's stressful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to think about dying already. <laughs> no lah. As yeah, in, if know, it was like, my last day lah. Yeah, because you live. I mean. Everyone lives each day. Eh, by the way, everyone should live each day like that is their last one. You don't never know yeah, what yeah. is going to happen the next sure. day. So um, three three lessons to leave your wisdom behind. 
three three lessons ah. Uh. Mm. Mm, okay, I guess okay lah. I mean, these are there are three things that I usually try and tell people that I believe very strongly in, and they should hopefully start including in their life. Okay. Um, to be kind, to be brave, and to be yourself. Okay. Those are the three things because I feel like if you follow these three. Uh, you will lead as fulfilled a life as you can, or what I believe lah. Mm-hmm. Um, being kind is not hard, I think, unless you're <laughs> naturally an evil person. <laughs> but I think being kind is very easy. It's just um, it's, and it's also kind of a chain reaction. If you're be- if you're kind to someone, they will have a good impression. They have a good day. They pass it on to somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's just a good circle. Mm-hmm. Um, being kind, being brave. Being brave is harder. Because <laughs> being brave, you actually have to do something that make, kind of scares you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think it's important. Because sometimes the things that scare you are good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you need this fear la, to kind of bring you to the next level. Mm-hmm. Being yourself is the most important. Because I feel like in this day and age, just, just so many people that people say you need to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I don't really believe in role models. I don't believe in motivation, inspirational figures okay. because I feel like uh, they can let you down. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you say you believed in this person and they're such great role models for you, and then they turn out to be, I don't know, um, sex sex offenders or douchebag or, or, <laughs> or assholes, and then okay. what? Then you, then what happens to your your inspiration yeah, or your motivation? Sure. Like it just drops like that. Okay. So I feel like the people who can give you the most best in motivation is yourself. Okay. So to be yourself lah, you know, I think it's key to leading a very, very fulfilled life. Yeah. Okay. So that's a three lessons. So yes. that's very powerful three words. Okay. I um, hope so. To me lah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It is yeah. Okay. What is your definition of legacy? Your own definition of legacy. Legacy. Yeah. Your, what you want to leave behind. Uh, so what, what legacy do I want to leave behind? No, or what, what's my definition? What is uh, like not a literal definition, but uh-huh. what do you what do you define? What does it mean to you? Yeah, what to, does to leave my le- yeah. leave my leg- legacy? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that important, I think. Um, I don't really have a a grand like scheme of plans to want people to remember me by. Mm-hmm. It's more of a smaller thing, like being able to influence a s- small groups of people, which will hopefully lead to. A better world, lah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I don't really have a desire to leave a legacy, honestly. Well, but there is a legacy, right? In a bit, because you've you've actually in smaller groups. I mean, yeah. it doesn't. I mean, to be honest with you, the legacy doesn't have to be a big, big thing. Yeah, a big thing, right? You can some some people approach it as a micro, some people a micro. Mm. You know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because legacy seems like such a big word. Because <laughs> I I I'm like <laughs> legacy is scary, <laughs> yeah. No. So like, yeah. I mean, if if in smaller groups, I definitely feel like I want to do that. Like in small groups of many many people mm. to be able to hopefully make the world better, lah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Okay. Um. Fun stuff. It's nice. Very fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to believe you. <laughs> okay. Uh, actually, right. I forgot one of the, one more question. Okay. Sorry. Um, what is your most What is your most humbling experience? Mm, my most humbling experience. Yeah. Definitely Beijing. <laughs> Beijing. Okay. Yeah. Um. Up to Beijing, I was actually just. Um. I guess what I would call just success all the way, lah. You know, I was winning a lot of medals. I was doing. I was winning. I was getting a lot of uh, world records. I was doing very well. Um, excuse me. <laughs> I was doing very well. I was not. Uh, I felt like I was on an upward trend, mm-hmm. which is also why I found it hard to accept failure. You know, um, and and I guess probably at the time my ego was big. I was like not ready to accept that I was going to fail. Mm-hmm. And that 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 just made the f- the failure harder mm-hmm. and the fall harder. So after that experience, understanding that um, the world didn't revolve around me, the world went on after I got my fourth placing. <laughs> Everything went on as per normal. The only one that wasn't norm going on as per normal was myself. I had gotten to a standstill. I was I was not ready to accept the defeat. So I think that was really humbling for me okay. to understand that. Uh, just where you are in the whole grand scheme of the world, mm-hmm. just how much 
you don't matter but you matter at the same time okay, like, it's very confusing to me <laughs> <laughs> I was going through a whole thing okay? Okay. <laughs> I was going through a whole thing then and like the next few years because it was it was truly like every time I thought about the experience of facing I was sad I was instantly sad and it's just unable to kind of grasp the whole concept of uh, that really happened but move on you know mm-hmm. it was hard to just understand that so when I learned finally to accept everything that happened and to understand how important it was the priority of being happy and, and putting myself first mm-hmm. um, and doing things that I wanted to do and then that really changed a lot of things for me lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was also a lot more grounded and humbled, definitely humbled by the experience. Yeah. Okay. okay, well that, that, that journey really changed you in yeah, this time. <laughs> okay. Okay, this is the fun stuff. <laughs> okay, uh, five seconds. I think I'm going to do this like five questions, okay? Oh, okay. In five seconds, you got five questions to answer as f- five seconds to answer. Each so each question is five seconds. Okay. Okay? I was Sorry, try. Okay, um, <coughs> shit, I cannot ask you someone you look up to because you just say you don't want Okay, um, craziest thing you like to do? <laughs> I don't I have your, anything crazy. Talk your mind. Uh, uh, skydiving. Okay. Yeah. Uh, someone you look up to? Anybody taller than me? Let's <laughs> <laughs> go. <laughs> go on. In in one sentence, how would you sum up social media? Uh, fake but but fake but uh, important. Okay, fake but yeah. important. Okay. Yeah. If you had a superpower, what would it be? Um, invisibility. Okay. Why? Okay, wait. Uh, <laughs> if there were, if there were ever a psychology session, <laughs> if if there were ever to be a zombie apocalypse, what choice of weapon would you have? I would die. <laughs> no. What? My usual would kill no, me. No. <laughs> what okay. weapon? Um, 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 like a bat. A bat. Yeah. Okay. I guess. Okay. I really don't know because I feel like if you get a gun. You run out of bullets yes, and then you right. die still. Yeah, that's true. So you get a bat, it's long yeah. and you can just like whack. And you've got awesome arms. You got I'll get tired. That's <laughs> why <laughs> I cannot run away. <laughs> so I would die. Or like, no, don't say that. Don't say that. Okay. I need a bat. I need more time to think about okay. it. <laughs> I, I, need a, I need a very good armor or okay. like a, a shield around me. Okay. I don't have to fight, ma. Yeah, just go true. around and then I got shielded. That's you know? true. That's true. But that's okay. not a weapon. Yeah. yeah. It can be a weapon. Really? It can be a weapon. Or use your invisibility. Well, yeah. I see. It's it's. But it's then I'm <laughs> <laughs> Am I supposed to bring that over to the next question? You might. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. That's okay. How can we support you? How can and we support? Yeah. You? How can we? Sorry. Sorry. It's just all the fun out there. How can? Is that the five questions? Okay, yes. That was the five questions. Oh my god. <laughs> next time I should ask you. Like you can bring it forward. It should be a zombie or Yeah. So you think about that. I will ask you. What will you want for your weapon? Okay. Okay. If really, for example, you already have your invisibility. Okay. But okay, okay. Let's not join. Okay. <laughs> Complicated. Uh, okay. Um. Thank you for thank you for taking your time. Mm. I mean, I hope you you had fun. We had fun. I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. How can we support you? As in Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, yes. social media. Um. I I you can share my stuff. I guess. Okay. Uh. I don't really post that much uh, I guess original content I also try to share like um, views and opinions and posts by other people which I think their views matter mm-hmm. uh, on Instagram I'm on Willie W-H-E-E-L-I-E underscore W-O-N-K-A okay Willie Wonka uh, I'm on Twitter Teresa Go underscore okay or I'm on Facebook um, you can just find me. Okay. I'm the one with the real medal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's only one. <laughs> I hope there's only one. one. Like yeah. one Teresa go. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. I mean, just in your own spaces, lah. Just being able to speak up for your own causes, things that you believe in. Um, make sure people who are not usually hurt are hurt more. Mm-hmm. You know, try to be more conscious in the content you view. Mm-hmm books you read, TV shows you watch, um, they all have power in shaping your worldview, yeah. you know. So when you, sh- like, example, recently I've been watching this cooking show yeah. that was, uh, that's hosted by a, I think it's a Muslim woman okay. who, who's also not, uh, not say skinny, you okay. know, she's, she's a bigger on the bigger side, but mm-hmm. she's unabashedly enjoying her food, sharing what she does, how she cooks, mm-hmm. and it's so... It's only refreshing because we don't see content like this. Mm. And I think when you see, when you are able to share and view content like this, you are able to change how you feel about how the world should be also. Mm. So I think sharing, sharing things like this, 
um, controlling what you view, what people view, what you share on your post matters lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you sorry. So you mentioned content, which mm. right now sometimes we really need real content, right? Real, non-stereotypical content mm, mm, in essence, mm. right? To yeah, in a way. Yeah, I mean, everybody has a kind of a responsibility. Mm-hmm. Some people don't really think about it because they think, ah, yeah, one person won't change anything. Mm-hmm. But when one person and one person and one person and one person add together, it's still a, a lot of people. You know? So when you are able to control what you put out. That already makes a difference because there's going to be so many people viewing your content. Um, when you do things like this, just knowing who you put on the program and the types of people you people are going to view, it makes a difference. Yeah. Thank you for. I really thank you for taking the time to sit down with us. Hello. For sharing us. Thank you. <laughs>